The Walk the Mile podcast is produced on Gadigal land. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which Skeg Starlinghurst stands, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to elders past and present. May our reconciliation be an ongoing process of love and compassion. Hello everyone, I'm Gary Lee Lindsay, school chaplain at Skeggs Darlinghurst, and you're listening to Walk the Mile, a podcast that opens up conversations that we need to have. Welcome everyone, good to have you with us again. Uh, this is our first episode for 2022. I hope you've had a good break over the, the Christmas break. Good to have those of you back at school who are back at school and uh, look forward to catching up with people. Today, we've got two members of staff who are no longer members of staff by the time you're hearing this. <laughs> so a little cheer on one of them because they're not getting the sack but because they've done their time, not only at Skeggs, but uh, in their profession as teachers, very good teachers at that. I'm here today with Michelle Demain, who is a science teacher in the high school. How long have you been teaching at Skeggs for, Michelle? 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. 20 years at Skeggs, yes. Good on you. And Cheryl Collier, who is one of our art teachers. Cheryl, how long have you been at Skeggs for? 31 years. 31 years. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Most of my teaching career. Most of your teaching yeah. career. And more than half my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. So between your 51 years of teaching, and so today we're having a think back as to what those years have been like, what you've gained from them and so on. But we also want to talk about what it means for Michelle and Cheryl uh, to go into this next phase of their life because I know I've had uh, a number of conversations over the years with people who have been uh, not just exiting teaching but leaving their professions and uh, some have been looking forward to it, some have had a great time in their retirement but also some that have uh, had some questions posed to them and made it, it's been a little bit tricky as they've gone into this next phase. So when you think back over your careers, well, let's go right back to the beginning. Why did you want to become a teacher? I actually was always involved, even when I was at the last year of school and at the beginning of university in sort of education type roles. So, you know, running sport and rec camps or working for the national parks as an education officer, as a ranger. So I loved dealing with people and dealing with kids. And um, I did a science, I, I actually loved some of my teachers at school and I got a teacher scholarship and I just thought it would be something to be, you know, I, I love school. So I thought, why leave? So that was, I always had a passion for doing something with education or in teaching. So is that what happened? As soon as you finished school, Michelle, you went on to study teaching. 
I didn't. I went and studied science actually initially. No, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I had a teacher scholarship, but I actually did a science degree and then did the postgrad um, teacher education after that. Yeah. Okay. And so you've always been a teacher. No other. No other profession. Always. Wow. Always been a teacher. That's right. Over four, yeah, forty years of wow. teaching. That's amazing. And Cheryl, what about you? Um, I just went straight from high school to art school and just had a good time there and wasn't really thinking about teaching necessarily as a career, but my father had been a school primary school principal. And so I knew like it was, I guess it was something that was familiar to me in my growing up, of course, you know, going to school and heading out to different schools with him. And then when I finished my art degree, kind of, mucked around a little I worked in a pub and worked in shops a couple of shops and then I got a job at uh, Steiner School for and working with handicapped adults and that was a that was a really interesting job I was very young and naive and had no idea what I was getting myself in for but that was a really interesting kind of job for a while but I've got to say the pay was terrible and um and so after that I I went away, I saved up some money and went overseas for a while. And when I came back, I thought, oh, you know what? I reckon I can do teaching. And then I enrolled in the um, dip ed and, you know, met some really nice people there and got off to a really good start with teaching, I have to say, with a fantastic first department that I worked in. And that really just set the foundation for knowing how good it could be, I guess. And where was that? Where was your first school? That was at Northmead. Right. Um, yeah, there was a fantastic head of art there, this woman, Jan Hackett, and she just was so supportive and made it so much fun. And there were really great people working there. And um, I could really see that that was going to be a pretty good future. <laughs> uh, good on you. What about you, Michelle? Where did you start? I started actually, um, and it's funny because I'm a state school girl and had gone through uh, state school in the eastern suburbs, and I started at King Koppel, so I worked at King Koppel Rose Bay and um, I've, I've worked in a number of eastern suburbs and you know um, independent schools and worked at St Vincent's College and here but I've also taught overseas um, my husband and I because he's English we went back and I taught in the UK as well in quite a very very different very large disadvantaged school in the UK which was fantastic as well but I think I think it was always no matter what I always thought that it was the best school that I was at every time I was at a school I loved it so much and I think it's, it's that buzz of a school the, the school community the teachers you work with the kids you know it's different every day that's one of the things that I you know loved about all of the different schools that I worked at right yeah because I guess with both of you your degrees you could have moved into other types mm. of professions with your degrees where you could be not necessarily isolated but not have to deal with people as much. But I'm hearing both of you saying that, you know, people are pretty important in, in what you wanted to do. Yeah, I've got to say that for me, the kids are good everywhere, I think. You know, it doesn't really matter what the school's like, but the people that you work with directly can really have a massive influence on, well, for me anyway, on levels of satisfaction, collaborative work and um, just sharing all the, the, the highs and the lows of, uh, you sure. know, the, the, the job, yeah. 
And you mentioned community, Michelle. What do you think is, is it about a school community that provides something which other occupations might not? Yeah, I, I agree with Cheryl about the collaborative nature of it. And I think that it, it would be, I would, well, it would be unusual for me because in every single school with all sorts of staff and different, you know, really different interests amongst the staff, I've always found that it's almost like a second family. Um, you know, you, it's a very intense job. Um, anyone that goes into teaching that thinks they're going to have an easy ride, mm. you know, I think it's the intensities, the highs and lows, the, you know, the manicness that you can have also can bring you together. And, you know, I, I find that the people that I've worked with here, for example, at Skeggs in my science department and um, I'm very close to, you know, and we might not necessarily have chosen each other as friends to socialise with outside that, but I think we, we've celebrated lots of things together. You know, I mean, a lot of my colleagues, have we've gone through knowing, you know, our children being born, growing up, um, our kids growing up together. We know so much about each other. And I think, I think, we share, often teachers share similar sort of politics and values, you know, that real sense of social justice. So there's that, that commonality that I don't know, I've found in lots of teachers and even teaching in the UK, I found that as well. You really share that bond because of some of those things that you've got in common. You must have a passion, you know, for, for kids and for making them into, you know, helping them, support them, get through some tough times. And I think I think that brings you together. That's what I've found. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think that um, there is a obviously when you go into teaching and you you start out on your you know your first job and that kind of thing, you must realise pretty soon it's either the job for you or it's not the job for you. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that Michelle was really talking about as well is that thing of like you have a a desire to I don't know like support people on their path to the rest of their lives or whatever it is you know that kind of thing is one of the great things about teaching that you get to see kids over the years and then you know you see their successes when they leave or you know that kind of thing yeah. and you think oh I was part of that that's a that's a pretty yeah. good thing to have been a part of yeah. and there's a yeah there is a there is that thing of um wanting to kind of feed back into the world I guess rather than just sit alone and make your own way or something yeah. yeah being part of someone's story and yeah uh, having some sort of impact in that and it's and i i say this sincerely i think in both of you that passion is is very obvious as you said cheryl you know you know pretty soon on whether you're mm -hmm. suited to it or not but i can see in both of you you know that that is an obvious trait and it's a it's a great role model for other teachers let's say you had a new first year out teacher in your department and they said to you, what would be your main piece of advice to me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> first, first year starting out teacher, what would it be, do you reckon? Well, I think, um, you know, and I have had first year outs and I've obviously witnessed, well, my daughter also who went into teaching in primary. So I've seen, you know, you've got to, they'll go through really tough times and you've just got to say, use, you know, use that, that team that you're with. Don't be afraid to say, I'm not coping or I need some support or what would you do here? I think 
we all can learn. I mean, I'm, it's hysterical because I'm, I'm finding that here I am at the end of my career and I'm still learning new skills, you know, particularly teaching remotely, and I'm never afraid to say, I don't know how to do that. Can someone help me? And, um, and I think that's the real thing. And, and if you've got a passion for something, and obviously my passion is science, particularly biology, and, you know, it's, you, you just want to pass that on. And so just let be yourself. Let the kids know who you are. Um, don't be frightened to be um, able to say to them, look, I'm not sure, but I'll, I'll ask someone, I think. I think that's the main thing. But don't think you've got to do it all on your own by yourself. But you've got to work long hours. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you've got to you've got to work the long hours. But it's it's worth it. It's rewarding, and 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 you know, going into that classroom and being with the kids, and it's 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 all worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's great advice as well. I would say that once again, it comes back to that team of people who can support you, and if you've got that support, I mean, I did work at a school briefly where uh, same school I started at started with somebody really good ended up with somebody not quite as good and um just watch that person basically kind of dismantle things a little bit mm. in the department and um that was a really good lesson for me about finding the right place to work with the right people and that will help you grow in a job rather than stifle any kind of creativity or anything like that which I think that you need for every kind of teaching you know not just art but any kind of teaching you need to be creative think creatively because sometimes things don't work out and you know you've got to kind of fly by the seat of your pants sometimes and still make the lesson work and all Mm. of those kinds of things so I don't know what my advice to young teachers would be just in yeah be yourself I think that was a really good bit of advice from Michelle and and don't be scared to say you don't know and you know have a good sense of humor probably yes (laughs) But, but in that, you know, being yourself, which I think, yeah, you're right. But I, I, I'm hearing from both of you that teaching is a, is a good platform or sort of a good melting pot to understand yourself at the same time. So, you know, you can say to someone, be yourself, but they might not really know, <laughs> well, what does that mean? What, who am I? You know, what would be the, one of the main things you've learned about yourself in all these years of teaching? Yeah, what's what's sort of come to the fore for you that you've noticed about yourselves personally? Probably so much. The fact that I do leave things to the last minute and shouldn't. (laughs) Um, When I I say to kids, start that now, and I think that was never me, you know, like I reflect on my own school experience. I was always a bit of a last minuter. But I think that uh, what... I do know is that what I probably knew from the beginning is that I'd chosen a subject I'd really liked. I look at other subjects and I think I don't know how they can teach that that is so hard and so much work and all of that kind of thing. But I think about teaching art and I think, oh, that is a great thing to teach. (laughs) So what have I learned about myself? Like everything probably, Gary, over the years, this has been a vehicle for me to learn heaps about myself, you know, from the disagreements I've had with people. I've learned to soften my edges. I've tr- tried to, maybe not learned to, but tried to. I've learned that not everybody thinks the same things as you and that you can't make assumptions about people or, or yourself even. Heaps of stuff. 
What about yeah. things you might be proud of about yourself, about your, your, your own character? Not necessarily what you've done. You know, we could make a whole list of what you've both done and your achievements. But what, what, what about something personally you're proud of about your, your character? Uh, I'm probably just more confident, but that could be because I'm older. But it could also be because of the classroom. I mean, I think I've had some successes in the classroom, but I've also had some probably failures, some people would consider. But um, I, I feel proud of my whole career or I don't know what you'd call it. Because mm. I was thinking about it the other day and somebody was talking about vocation. And I, of course, I can't remember mm. what it was. But I thought, really, it probably was a vocation yeah, thing yeah. when I think about it you know, rather yeah. than a job, you know, or even a career. It's really just something that's been, you know, they've been, I'm not saying it's all been easy or anything like that, but it's yeah. been enjoyable on the whole. And yeah. certainly just that one-to-one -one thing with the kids and you is fun and fulfilling and all of those kinds of things. So maybe that's what I've learned. <laughs> that work came to mind as both of you were speaking before, and I wanted to bring that up, but I'll do that a bit later. Mm -hmm. Michelle, what about you? What... Yeah, no, well, um, I've, I've definitely learned that I'm um, a bit of a power freak. Um, you know, I've got a control freak is probably more what it is. Um, oh, there's on. that side to me. Um, but I think, but I don't, I'm not, you know, I recognise it on everyone's like that and I, I'm quite willing to share. I think I, I hope that people would see that I'm generous and giving both in the classroom and in my departments and so on, that I'm quite prepared to understand that not everyone might have got to the point that I've got to at a certain, but I'm willing to share or create something. And I think I'm proud that the girls, I think, recognise that I'm passionate about science mm. and the environment. And I really, um, if you know, that's something that I've put to the girls. And in fact, I, I had a connection with Skeggs even before I came here because another teacher at Skeggs, um, Miss Pazinga, ran the first environment group here and I ran a similar group at um, St Vincent's College and King Koppel and I met this young teacher and we had an eastern suburbs environment group. So, you know, right from very early in my teaching career, I knew that I you know, had to make change in that way. And, and, and you know, school's been good like that, you know. I think, I think that there's so many opportunities at um, a school like Skeggs for girls to be involved in environment groups or have the opportunity, you know, social justice trips, mm. you know. I've got, you know, very, I, I think my contribution to the Indigenous um, community trips over the years, which I've run, um, I, I think I'm proud of all of those things. That comes, as I said before, that comes out in both of you. And I, coming back to Cheryl's point about a vocation, and Michelle, you mentioned before, you know, it's long hours. It can be long hours and you take work home often. And, yeah, the, the, the boundaries sometimes can all be a little bit blurry. But when it's a vocation, when it's a vocation and uh, something that you're passionate about, something that you... Uh, continue way beyond the hours that might be set you know in the last holidays I've sp spoke to four or five uh, ex-staff members over di about different things going on in their lives and um, I told someone that and they said oh you know can I leave you alone in the holidays and I said <laughs> well but no I actually like it because <laughs> this is just what I do 
you know, yeah. not going out sending messages mm. to people saying, can someone have a conversation with me? But, you know, it's just, it becomes part of your, of you, part of your fabric. Does that, does that make sense? Is that yeah. right? Totally. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a nine to five job in any way. No. And, um, you know, it doesn't switch off when the holidays come necessarily, you know, and I think, I think that it, that is something else I've learned about myself, that I'm not one to completely switch off from work. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I would like to be able to do that, <laughs> but I'm not very good at that. Um, Has that been detrimental at any times in your career, like not being able to switch off, do you think? I think that's why I'm a non-sleeper. <laughs> I definitely am a person that churns things over and thinks about things and, um, you know, I do some of my best thinking, I think, while I'm lying there thinking about it. But definitely, you know, I'm not, I've never been very good. That's part of my personality, just compartmentalising school from from me. You know, that is something about my personality, I know, you know, which can be a negative, definitely, yeah. But I think as a, um, a teacher of the subject that you love, but also of particular individual students, in my case, you're constantly thinking like, oh, what, that could be good for that kid's work or, yeah. you know, that, that student might be interested in that particular topic or, you know, and so you, you're kind of working between your subject and the students that you teach and you're, yeah, you're thinking about it pretty much all the time, really. That's you right. know, so, and it sort yeah. of merges onto what we were saying before about people too, doesn't it? Like you're not just working with the subject and throwing, you know, teaching that subject to a bunch of objects but you're actually dealing with people you know if you're fixing vacuum cleaners you wouldn't be laying awake at night <laughs> oh yeah that's right worry about the last job yeah <laughs> that was one of my previous yeah ones. and it is actually something that my husband gets concerned about me because um he can see my you know my whole life has been how much i you know i might whinge about things but he said but you love it you know, I love being in the classroom and I love stuff. And that's what he always says, I, you know, can you imagine life without that? So imagining life without that now, <laughs> as you both uh, are heading into uh, saying goodbye to your teaching career and, well, maybe not, you might, you might come and do some casual stuff or invigilating at times, but you are leaving Skeggs full time. What, what are you imagining? I, I think I want to do more of the things I love, which is travel, exercise, just being outdoors and not always in the school holidays. You know, I, I really, when we can um, travel overseas, I've, we've actually have a camper van that we've just got. So getting around Australia for a while in 2022, while, you know, maybe international borders aren't open, but just just being able to go when we feel like it and travel together and my husband and I and, and visit family overseas. Both of us have um, quite a few uh, family members who live overseas who we haven't been able to see and have that flexibility to do those things. And I would, if I get the chance, I would like to do some of the things that I tasted while at Skeggs, like some of the, you know, the Cambodia, the Habitat for Humanity stuff that I Work with. I'd love to go with a small group of friends to work um, in some of those projects or do volunteer work, but mainly just, I think, 
just being able to have some flexibility around mm -hmm. travel and exercise and so on. Good. Yeah, yeah uh, similar kinds of things, although sadly don't have a camper van, but um, <laughs> I also am looking forward to not waking up every day and thinking, what do I have to think about for school or what's next on the, because that I've got to say, when I was younger, and I think it was probably less um, prevalent, but there's a lot of bureaucratic detail to deal with these days. And it was a lot less when we first started, you know, the advent of the computer has kind of really built that part of the school world. And there's a lot more, um, I guess, vigilance around, you know, just, you know, making sure that you're good for the job and all of that kind of thing. But just having the the space to um, think about some things that I want to do, like making my own work and travel, definitely, um, and exercise, you're right, because and just getting a routine around that where it doesn't have to be before school or after school, not that I ever do it before school, I have to tell you, but, you know, like I don't have to work around anything. I can just have my own agenda for a while and, and, and see how that goes, see how long it takes me to fill those seven hours of the school day or whatever it is and and the rest of the night you know <laughs> the succession of freedom days yeah yeah yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah no that's great before we started this recording I was saying that you know over the years I've spoken to a number of people mainly men who as they're going into retirement or even as they've gone into retirement have found it to be a little bit tricky in terms of what they do at their days you know they had plans to play golf every day and go out on the boat and that was fun for a while um, but they felt like something was a little bit missing in in their retirement do you have any concerns about going into this stage of your life um well i i've thought about it as as the time has been approaching because I've been thinking about retiring for a couple of years now mm. so I've you know had it in in the back of my mind I guess that you know that would be happening but of course as it gets closer it's becoming more real and so I had thought I have had moments where I thought I hope I don't feel like just sort of at a loose end or you know out of my depth in terms of too much time on my hands but I, I think I've got a lot of things that I want to do so certainly for the 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 first you know year or more I I can't see me um feeling like I'm at a loose end but you know I never know because you know you could be retired for a long time I do have things that are I think are really pressing like I want to do the active travel things more sooner rather than later you know like I realized a couple of years ago I went with my mother and one of my sons to um, Uluru and um, when we went there I came back and I said that's not something that can wait we've got to go and do that you know like that is a that's an active person's mm. trip you know how everybody goes oh I'll just leave Australia I'll do that when I retire and when mm. I'm 70 and I think I, I, I can do Europe when I'm 70 you know that I can't do yeah. those things <laughs> yeah yeah I, I've got the similar because we I really love skiing. I'm, I'm passionate about skiing, and um, and that's the other thing. I, I I don't. They're the things that I know that that could change. You know, my ability to to 
go on um, energetic ski trips. So, yeah, things like that um, are important. But I, I, I look, there might be times I'm very good at uh, filling my day. You know, I can read and there are lots mm. of things that some people might, I think you, you have to get over the guilt about yeah. the downtime. I think that'll be yeah. the hardest thing, that you don't have to fill your whole day like you have at the moment. Now our days are planned and I write lists and I think I've, I'll have to get used to that. Um, but I think I should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping I will because I find that in the holidays a day can stretch out and it's like, oh, what happened? It's yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And I've had a good day, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I guess for a lot of other professions, you know, you take holidays with something planned, mm. you know what I mean, whether it be a trip or whatever, whereas here we, our holidays are given to us. Mm. We know when they're going to be every year and there may be spaces where we, yeah, have, as you said, Cheryl, those days where nothing's planned but it's okay to get used to that. And I guess that was going to be my next question, you know, how do you go with, just being, just doing nothing, just, um, well, not doing nothing, but. Yeah. No, I can do nothing. <laughs> yeah, I can too. Right? <laughs> like lie on the bed and look at the ceiling for like yeah. ages. <laughs> I know. But, yeah. well, maybe that's it, you know, maybe that in terms of the, the, the more difficult conversations I've had around retirement with people, well, maybe not difficult, but, you know, the ones where there's been more concern around it, I, I, I think it's been more about yeah, what, what does this time mean? In order for it to have meaning, I have to be doing something or in order for it to have meaning, I have to be productive or I have to see, you know, a lot of these guys have been in, in companies where, you know, they've had projects and then you see the outcome, whether it be financial, whether it be another building or something or other. But to just to be and not have any outcome, but just to be able to be content with just being, can be a struggle for some people can't it well yeah and i think i i think that's a really valid point because i do wonder after i'm you know like when i'm older and i can't do as much i think i wonder i do wonder about what will you know um meaningfully be my time then you know like you know. yeah and i think i think there's the unknown and um you know and i'm certainly not going to put a downer on this but you know i, I do have um, relatives or friends and um, family who they've they haven't had a long life you know they haven't so you just don't know what's there and you don't know what's going to crop up you know there might be some new adventures the, yeah. the, just not the negative there could be things yeah. that you've never thought about and I think having the opportunity to do those will be fantastic and I think retirement could be five years it could be 10 it could be 20 and if I'm looking after a communal garden, you know, for my neighbours when I'm 90. Mm. Well, so, that's yeah. a life well spent, I think. That yeah. sounds absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I was just going to say I absolutely agree because you just don't know what's around the corner and you also can make meaning out of whatever it is you choose to do. Yeah. I, think. Well, I, mean, yeah. I guess that's what I was going to say, you know. In some ways it might change your your meaning or your purpose, but then again, it might not. It might just be a carry-on, you know, both of you, you, you are people, 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 and uh, you can't take that away from you. Mm. That might not be in a school, but it might have another context. And it might not yeah. be as many people, but it, 
you know, it still might serve its purpose for you. Mm. And I think, you know, the fact that both of us are open to change, you know, like whatever yeah, happens, yeah. hopefully I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah. And I think the thing that both Cheryl and I have mentioned, which is, you know, I know people can worry about, do you have enough money? Do you have enough super? And I'm, I think my, I'm sort of the person in my, particularly in my relationship where I think, oh, well, if it runs out, it runs out. You know, I just think, you know, when I was thinking about when I was going to retire, I could have probably gone another couple of years, you know, and maybe I would have had more super. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, as well, I, you know, when I, I know that this is the right time and people say, oh, you are Michelle, you know, how are you going to be not teaching? Well, I, I've got enough imagination to know I'll miss a lot of it, but I certainly have enough imagination also to know that um, I can do, I can have a great time, you know, as well. You're approaching it realistically too. Yeah. Yeah. And also now is the time. I always think, you know what, you can go back to work when you are 80, but you know, I want to, I want to get those, grab those hopefully 20 pretty active years or whatever it's going to be to, live my life really freely yeah. and and to experience experience that open-endedness as well because mm-hmm. that's the the structure of the school day is pretty rigid and the structure of the school year is the same and it, then it rolls over and it starts again and so you're in that kind of lined up set of uh circumstances for every day of your life and that mm. that kind of the the possibility for nothing is is uh yeah. Terrific. Pretty <laughs> alluring, yeah, I've got to say, yeah. Um, you both sound very excited about it, which is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do you, do you think, apart from the things that you mentioned already that you're passionate about, that you love, do you think there are other things which you might miss about not just skegs, but just about being a teacher? Oh, definitely. Well, you know, I think I... A lot of my social life, you know, around, I have a social life outside Skeggs, but I do, I love the people I've worked with over the years, you know, and through my year coordinating, I love the pastoral team. You know, I, I like the spontaneity of being able to say, oh, let's go out for a drink, you know, after work. I, um, you know, not planning something in advance, just, you know, saying to a colleague, come on, we need to go and have a coffee. That I will miss that the stimulation of the people around me and my work colleagues, I'll definitely miss kids, you know, having kids around me. It just it definitely keeps you young, being in the buzz of a noisy school. But, yeah, they're the main things. There will be, of course, aspects that I would certainly miss, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would be the same for me. Definitely miss my colleagues, but I'll see them outside school. And, um, yeah, I'll miss the kids. Um, but I probably won't miss the marking or the, no. you know, oh, no. the extra paperwork. Yeah, I, I or, go through the list of the things you yeah, do. Yeah, so, <laughs> definitely the excitement of the kids and the energy and their burgeoning passions or kind of levels of discovery and that kind of thing and teaching you new things as well a lot of the time, you know, like mm. I feel like I learn as much as they learn probably, you know. Yeah. Um, possibly more sometimes. <laughs> and just to finish off, we've talked about things that have changed over your careers. You know, you've both had long careers. What would be one thing as education continues that you hope would not be lost 
in education, from your experience, what do you hope wouldn't be lost? Well, it sounds ridiculous and it's not going to be lost. And I think that's what I like about teaching is that, that you are delivering, you know, your subject matter in a classroom in front of the kids. You know, I think, you know, doing Zoom is a little example of what I mean. You know, we could all teach remotely um, and we can and we've all survived that. But I think it's just being having teachers face to face with the kids and in that classroom and time with them. You know, I think so it sounds a trivial thing, but I think no. that's the, you know, courses change, um, classroom content will change, you know, um, and all the time. But I think it's that that method of delivery and, and just being able to be there one-on-one -on -one with the kids. Yeah. yeah, I agree. There's a certain yeah. dynamic, isn't there, that mm. you can't, it's hard to explain what it is, but it's, it's definitely there. Like a human quality that you yeah. need. To, it's mm. like it's like going out into nature or something. It's like yeah. the same thing as meeting with other people face-to-face. -face. I think there's a, it's the nuance of what you pick up and the, the subtleties that, that you can't get when you're on the Zoom you know, call or, you know, any of those kinds of things. And it's that human interaction, I think, is, well, I mean, you know, pack animals, so here we all are. That's the one thing that I don't think will change or sh should never change, really, like from for a, you know, mass group of kids who go to school um, because that's the fundamental thing that I think really promotes good learning as well. Yeah. And there's a lot of learning in that too, isn't there? Not just the mm. subject, but just being in that environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What you learn in the classroom is one thing, but what you learn from being amongst the people that you're with or, you know, heading outdoors or all of that kind of thing, you know, that's most of your learning doesn't go on really in the classroom, mm. in, as in, you know, what you learned in the class today, but more like the intricacies of connection, I guess. Mm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, it's been wonderful talking to both of you and all the best for your years ahead. Don't be strangers. Feel free to We won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's been lovely, sincerely lovely to work with both of you. And uh, as Michelle Thanks. was saying, you know, I do, don't just consider you to be um, colleagues, but, you know, there's been uh, the friendships have been very important to me too. So thank you very much for all that you've given not just to the school, but to me as well. It's been, it's been wonderful. And thank you everyone for listening today. I hope that you um, may have gained something from our conversation and hopefully it's encouraged you. Maybe there's someone out there thinking about teaching and it might've encouraged someone to get into the business. I know there's a lot of young people who are tossing that up at the moment. And I think- I hope so. It's a good yes, job. Yes, I do too. Yeah, <laughs> great job. I'm sure what you've said has been very helpful. So thanks, thanks. Gary. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. And uh, if you've got any questions or want to make some comments, contact me. Might be able to contact Cheryl or Michelle because they'll change their emails by the end of 2021. <laughs> they might be able to find their Gmail account somewhere. Um, take care, everybody. Bye.